0: hey what's up everybody welcome to our podcast today we're having a tough conversation like we always do and this one is about living through the divorce of your parents as an adult living in a country that you weren't born in and marrying somebody from a different country we'll talk about all of this with my good buddy Jonas Solstrom. get comfortable it's gonna be good Right. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm so thrilled to have in the booth with me today one of my buddies, Jonas solstrom Man, am I glad that you're with me today! I, it's awesome to be here. Yeah. So, Jonas, you and I have a couple things in common. And before we get yep. into like the nitty sure gritty do. of our podcast today, I just want to kind of have a soft introduction, right? Sure. Let's do so it. One first and foremost. You're a foodie. I'm a foodie. Uh, yes, big foodie. Yeah. So love Jonas it. and I have, since the very beginning of my time here, at least, yeah. we have found uh, friends uh, at lunch together. Right. We we were that's the two right. that kind of leave. We've bonded around and, food. That's right, <laughs> for sure. And he has shown me a lot of the spots around here. Yes. Yes. Uh, loves food. He has yeah. a very wide range of love it all. What would it be. Uh, Palette, a wide range palette. That's right. <laughs> you like I a little bit so. of everything. I do, yeah. You know, for sure. One of our favorite places yeah. here in Bloomington is for sure Shantytown. Yeah. If good you've burgers. Never been to Shantytown in Bloomington. You, you got to go. go.
1: You got to go. Try the all all American burger. That's it's right. It's a quintessential burger place. Yeah, for sure. So good. Love it.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Secondly, the thing we have in common is we were raised very similarly. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. coming from pastors' homes. That's right. Yeah. And so it's a very unique experience being yeah. raised in a pastor's home. Yeah, like, it, yeah, absolutely, kinda, for sure. It's hard to
1: explain. It's one of those things
0: you've got to kind of be in it to understand it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that when you say, uh, I'm a PK, especially— I think in Pentecostal circles I'm a PK you're a PK there's an instant bond because we yeah. can we can see and we can know and we can feel that yeah we've been yeah, there we've exactly. we've seen it and, and yeah.
0: yet I do see this community living in other places as well for example yeah. uh, I I hang around a lot of coaches and so mm-hmm. like there's sort of like a coach's kid type of community as sure. well like yeah. they're yeah. the ones that grew up under the bleachers we grew up under the pews they grew up yeah. under the bleachers <laughs> right they're the ones that had to sweep the floor in between <laughs> yeah. timeouts and so there's yeah. a coach's kid. There's also a cops kid, right? Police yeah. kids, like yeah. they have their own type of thing. And then sure. if you own a small business or whatever, then you've got the owners' yeah. kids, right? They're it's the ones like that different tribes almost. Yeah. They <laughs> get access to everything, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not the only special thing, yeah. but, but uh, it sure is. That's right. I thing. actually had a
1: key to the church when I was
0: like a young teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so when I was a young kid, I thought I owned the place. Yeah. So I could go anywhere <laughs> I wanted, and who's going to tell me anything? Yeah, you know, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the last thing uh, that I think, well, and I don't know that we have this in common, but I think one of the things that I've always appreciated you from the moment we came, you were the family mm-hmm. that, uh, man, hospi- first of all, hospitality just oozes out of you and so. Well, thank you. I mean, it just like, you <laughs> we can't, love it. It. it just we comes love, out of you, right? We love being hospitable. You yeah. and a few of our other friends, you guys went and showed us downtown Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. You're the one that showed me the Stone Arch Bridge. Yeah. Uh, you and it's your family, place. we walked across the Stone Arch Bridge and experienced that for the first time together. Yeah, yep. And you've always kind of made sure that I knew where places were or yeah. what, what I needed and where to go and find these things. Uh, we're always sharing meals together at each other's mm-hmm. homes, which is great. Yeah, yeah. love that. Um, love it. And so, yeah, the hospitality <gasps> aspect of you guys, it kind of reminds me of home as well. Like, it's, it's a big part of our yeah. culture. Yeah. It's a big part of your culture.
1: Huge part of how I grew up. Uh, in 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 our home, we had people over all the time, and from a lot of different cultures, and uh, so I yeah, I just I just love that. I I I think I naturally tend to lean in towards that, yeah. and uh, uh, find that very enjoyable. So, yeah, and your mm-hmm.
0: wife just goes to a whole nother level when it comes to hospitality. Oh,
1: for sure, she that's that's her that's her spiritual gifting, or one for of sure. many. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: So one of the things that's really unique about you, Mm -hmm. um, and for those of you who don't know, Jonas is a staff pastor here at Cedar Valley. Mm -hmm. He started about a year before I did. So we're about three years into, you're three years in, I'm two years in here at Cedar Valley. And, uh, you know, there's so many people not everybody has had the opportunity to sit and chat with you and get to know you on a right. personal level. No, so that, I'm going to do everybody a favor and kind of bring <laughs> you into their car or okay. into their office Sounds or good. into their home. And they're just going to listen to yeah. us, have a conversation today sure. for 30 minutes or so. And so you're welcome if you're commuting right now, or if you're sitting there cooking uh, in the kitchen, you're going to hear some things about Jonas that I'm not too sure they're ready for. Mm-hmm. Cause the the real truth is, is a lot of people, think that a pastor's life mm-hmm. is probably as close to perfect as you can have, <laughs> right? Yeah. And sometimes people are shocked to find out that we are just as human yeah. as the next man is, mm-hmm. and we have our own sets of pains, struggles, and, yeah. struggles mm-hmm. hardships, long nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we don't always get along with our families. No. We do no. Do not always agree with our spouse. We do mm-hmm. have uh, hard conversations yeah. with our kids. Yeah, uh, we we live in the everyday world like everybody else. And yeah. so I just do appreciate you being vulnerable. Yeah, uh, with some of your story here today. Yeah, because we know that there are listeners who are going to be impacted by that for sure. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to some of the tougher conversations, the first thing is you're from Sweden. Yeah, born and raised in Sweden. That's and right. So, tell us how in the world did you end up well, in beautiful Minnesota? Yeah,
1: that's right. It's beautiful. Um, well, so I, I was uh, I was nineteen, uh, just turned nineteen, uh, and um, I I finished my um, one year of Bible training in Sweden. It's a school there, and um, I was just eager and anxious to go out on the field. And uh, there was actually a church that called me to candidate and uh they ended up wanting to hire me as a lead pastor at nineteen small small church on an island in sweden and uh my dad and i we 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 talked and I remember it was a it was it was a lengthy walk and he said that um, I should probably try and get some more education and and uh um there's this opportunity to go uh, to the united states to go to north central university and and uh uh, so uh, we talked about that and how that would look like, and so um, I went with that and uh, ended up at North Central, and uh, really uh, thought that it was going to be just one semester, and then I'll go back and do ministry, or and then one semester became two semesters, and that um, around that time um, I really felt that I need to finish this. Uh, I I I don't feel ready yet to go onto the field and be a full-time pastor and so so that was that was critical and and that's kind of how i ended up here um felt that god really wanted me to finish my degree at north central yeah
0: and so Mm -hmm. what are some similarities Mm -hmm. when it comes to sweden where you lived in sweden and where you were in minnesota right actually downtown minneapolis at north central Yeah. yeah what are some some parallels to
1: weather and maybe sure. food scene and yeah. life and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, Sweden is very similar to the United States in many regards, and it's also very opposite. Uh, and now if, if we're just talking about Minnesota, we know that, of course, a lot of Scandinavians, they they, they moved here early on, and and the society here in Minnesota has has in, in huge parts been you know, influenced and impacted and grown out of Scandinavian roots, right? So there are similarities in that way. Uh, Climate-wise, I grew up in the very south of Sweden, uh, and, and Sweden is a long country. Uh, in the very south, it, it's, it's a lot more temperate. It's more like Seattle weather. So oh, okay. it's kind of a funny story. Um, my, my sister had actually gone before me, and uh, she was at North Central, um, and that's, that's how my family knew about North Central. And uh, she had told me, this is before email and internet and all that stuff, right? This is 1996. So, so she told me that, oh, yeah, it gets super cold air. And so you, you make sure that you bring warm clothes. And, of course, we get cold winters in Sweden where I grew up also. So I brought my, my heavy parkas and whatever. And uh, I arrived in August with my big parka on <laughs> at the airport <laughs> And I was like, I was so upset at my sister when Cause she because she she's the or one what? who picked me up, right? And, and and it's like, what's what's the deal? You said it was cold here. It's like, yeah, it's not getting cold until winter. It's hot in the summer. And it's oh like, man, that's <laughs> so. true. In Minnesota, it's cold in the winter, and and man, it gets it's super so hot. And and that type of heat, we we just don't have uh, where I grew up. You know, we don't we don't get ninety degree yeah. hot and humid. So uh, currently, so.
0: you still have family living in Sweden. Yeah, right? yeah, you family still in Sweden.
1: Uh, I have one brother who lives in California, um, but the rest of my family—I have uh, four siblings, I have tons of cousins, aunts, and uncles, and yeah. uh, mom and dad. Of course, they are all they're all living. Yeah, so in that's Sweden. one thing also mm-hmm. that
0: you know you and I have in common is for a lot of people, especially in Minnesota. Yeah. Family and close knit relationships yeah. are like such a huge thing. It's over a here.
1: huge thing because it takes a l- it takes a while to d- get to know a Minnesota. And they
0: do family, yeah. you know, they do family get-togethers often. They do sure. church as a family. They yeah. do life as a family, and it's difficult because you know for you, it's a. It's a once every couple of years type of thing for your yeah. family to go to Sweden. Oh, know? for sure. Yeah. It's and it's so, not cheap. Yeah, that's not easy. No. So, no. but you're here and you never left. You came yeah. And, yeah. and you still have yet to return. And now yeah. you are married with two amazing children. Yeah. You're raising, you know, you have this family now in mm-hmm. Minnesota and you're raising your family in a country that you were not born in. Yeah. How... Different is it to be raised in one country and then to be raising a family in another country? And by the way, mm-hmm. I should say you married somebody yeah. from a different country. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got
1: <laughs> like, yeah, Shiloh variety. and I. So Shiloh is from. She was born and raised in India, and we met at North Central as international students. So that's why you never left. I mean, this yeah. Is funny. <laughs> no, Al, I don't know about that. But you had but, every
0: intention to go back home and do god's work yeah and then all of a sudden you're like dad i
1: don't think i'm actually leaving (laughs) well well to be fair shiloh and i we were good friends um you know the first year i got there but we really didn't start to date until um close to graduation so um yeah that's that's kind of that story but as far as culture is concerned um boy Uh, being married to Shiloh, uh, and being here in the United States, which is a different culture from the one that I grew up in, uh, of course, there are going to be miscommunications, there are going to be, you know, bridges that you're going to have to build that weren't there from the beginning, and um, I think that, I mean, social scientists will say this also, there are few places that have as polar opposite cultures as india and sweden right you can't you you can't get more different yeah (laughs) um and so but what what has really helped us was that we we recognized that right away and we both said shiloh and i that we want our relationship to to be kingdom cultured so there are there are things in my culture that are good and there are things in Shiloh's culture that are great, but there are also things in our culture that maybe are not uh, kingdom culture. And yeah. so, in those circumstances, we will say that kingdom culture will, God's kingdom culture will, will triumph. And 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 we, uh, we try to do that as much as possible. And also say that uh, out of this kingdom culture, we want to create our own family culture. Yeah. And so we sat down at the very beginning, and we we actually were very specific. It's so like, well, how are we going to raise our kids? Not in a Swedish way, not in an Indian way, and not in an American way. Let's figure out what God says, and let's let's build on that. That's kingdom culture focused. Yeah, yeah.
0: and you're... Children, Elias and Esther are just a beautiful blend of both. They're like Swindians, Swindians, (laughs) Swindians. Swindians, Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're 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 amazing. They are. They're made in the U.S. with Swedish and Indian parts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That is true. All
0: right, and so, so one of the, I guess, the bullseye of this podcast, the reason why people love to hear the podcast is there's always an element where we kind of go beyond the surface and yeah, we get sure. into the hearts of whoever it is that we're yeah, talking with and, absolutely and usually there's a story within the story wow. and like knowing you people who interact with you you're uh you know you're a visible presence in our church people see you in shiloh up mm-hmm. on the platform and you're giving the announcements or you're leading mm-hmm. us in prayer leading the charge in prayer circles you have mm-hmm. great influence at this church um but there's a pain in your heart absolutely that's been there for a while and you experienced your greatest pain i would say in my opinion but you know obviously you can tell your own story but you had a you 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 experienced maybe your greatest pain as an Mm -hmm. adult yeah yeah. and um and it you know it's still part of your you know you you've learned to live with it yeah you've had to you've had to accept it and and live with that yeah yeah would you be willing to tell us Absolutely. a little bit about that? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I um I'd be delighted to share a little bit, uh, kind of bare my heart. But it was the it was in the first year of of um, North Central where um, I got the news from home that mom and dad who had been ministering at that point together for over 25 years as pastors uh, had decided to get a divorce. And being on the opposite end of of the world, quite literally, yeah. um, far away from it, uh, was was difficult in and of itself. Uh, but to add then, well, what's going to happen um, now, right? And also anger. I think uh, I was I was angry because uh, my dad is great teacher, and was really good at. Early on, sharing in youth group and 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 about relationships and about you know what you should think about for marriage and all of those things and and um, and here and here they are they are they are they're planning they're planning to to file for divorce and they ended up doing that and separated and uh, and that was a super painful time and and the way that I kind of dealt with that um, was I I dove into any book that I could on marriage because I was bound and determined that if I'm going to go into ministry I will never ever do that because it was so painful so any any relationship book any any Christian marriage you know book I would devour I would read I would take notes and and uh, uh, during that process, of course, I was uh, growing up, I became more and more an adult, and in the process of studying and learning, I, I started to see patterns within my uh, my mom's and dad's relationship that weren't really healthy. Um, I mean, we talk about, you know, scripture makes allowance for divorce, right? Right. Uh, God hates divorce, but Scripture actually does make allowance for divorce in certain cases. And and, and clearly, one of those things are infidelity, right? Um, and so, um, one of the—and I want to say also that uh, within my mom's and dad's failed marriage, I don't think that there's, like, one person was at fault, and I don't think that's the case in any divorce, typically— like, the vast majority of times, I don't think that that's the case, uh, because there, there are probably two parties uh, that pre- that are at fault when a divorce happens. But I felt that, you know, looking back at it now and, and, and uh, seeing my dad's um, more than devotion to the church. I mean, we talk about um, infidelity, right? And, f- and for him, it wasn't a physical infidelity so much as it was— uh, he had a mistress, and that was the bride of Christ, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's—it's like I love the church. I yeah. grew up loving the church, but my dad was—and uh, still is—he thrives working, and he's well into his seventies, and he's you know still planting churches, and he's going full full blown, right? Um, slowing down a little bit, but but that thing of being totally focused on the church, the bride of Christ that was too hard for the family like my mom was at home and and five kids right um and there were times i remember there were times when my dad would go off and this may sound strange to some of our listeners but i remember dad went off to do ministry in russia you know when, when 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 the when that opened up and he was gone for six months, right? Just doing ministry. He loved it. And, and, um, what kind of, what kind of relationship would that create? Right. And so, and of course, mom, mom had her part of it as well. And, and, um, her struggles, I'm sure, or I know, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that was painful and still is painful. And, uh, uh, it, it is still a gaping wound in our family uh, today um, mom and dad uh, since 1997 have not seen one another and um, you know talk about here are two here are two christians that i love mom and dad if you're listening i love you <laughs> <Yeah. We laughs> but love you. but it is it's is so hard right when you when you espouse christian values and you can't reconcile, not even on a civil level, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, that's 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 really hard. It's very difficult. I, I, I'm still praying that mom and dad will at least have some form of relationship. Yeah. But um, throughout, <coughs> excuse me, s- throughout my upbringing or or throughout my adult life and my siblings' adult life, there have been family gatherings like my wedding my mom or my mom came and because my mom came dad couldn't show up right and so uh man I I I can't even imagine now now being a dad thinking about you know not going to my kid's wedding that's just nothing would stop me so of course that was painful so a divorce and this is I think one of the the reasons why God says that he hates divorce is because the pain is ongoing yeah. and, the, and, the, and the damage can be ongoing. So uh, my, my, my parents are probably not the best, um, best examples of, of, of how to live after divorce. Yeah, and um,
0: <coughs> the majority of the time mm-hmm. we hear that divorce in a home has great impact great impact on the kids yeah and um and that's certainly true i mean i'm in the schools all the time and Mm -hmm. it you know it doesn't take you long to find out or to realize that man this kid just needs a dad right or 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 the brokenness within their home is really oozing out of them now in their behaviors like it's just so you know it's become so common right Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't always hear of the impact that it has on a kid when they're actually like adults, right? right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's like sobering to hear because the assumption is always, well, you, man, you've got, you've got your parents, they're pastors. Yeah. You're probably so lucky to be so blessed. Mm-hmm. And first and foremost, I grew up in a pastor's home. So yes, I can relate to that, that, uh, you know, dad's mm-hmm. just doing everything he possibly can to make a living Mm -hmm. and to build a church like and and so then you see mom and then i've been in the ministry a long time now too i'm in my 18th year Hmm. and and i'm like i'm hearing you talking like oh dude i'm guilty of that myself Hmm. yeah i'm so guilty of it's easy choosing the people over your family Um, because
1: there's a call right for sure and
0: and it's hard to say no Mm -hmm. to people who are who are in such desperate need yes. and I've seen the look uh, on my oldest kid's face for sure. Cause he's, you know, old enough to, to have the look of like, I don't mind sharing you, but enough yeah. is enough kind of thing. Like, yeah. so there's some things where I'm relating to this and, and, and I think that there's listeners out there right now, Jonas, who are, maybe they're not at that place and maybe their stories aren't exact, but maybe mm-hmm. they're a spouse and they, they're working then you don't got to be a pastor to have a divorce, first of all, and no, you don't have to. No. You don't got to be pastoring to experience what Jonas is talking about. It, but if you own a business or if yeah. you, wherever your place of employment is or whatever you're doing, yeah. your hobby, like anything, it is so easy to get out of balance with that and to oh, start sure. to yeah. start losing track of that, and then the devastation that yeah. comes to the kids and yeah. the family and and all that yeah. is just so heartbreaking.
1: It is, yeah, it, yeah. It becomes heartbreaking, and 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 I think. Shiloh and I, we have always uh, we've always said, uh, you know the priorities need to be we need to love God first and then we need to love one another as as spouses, yeah. right and prioritize that and family, right that's yeah. that's so God, family, and then church and then work For right sure. and and uh, we 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 try to live like that and espouse those values as much as we possibly can. Um, because I think that I being, being my dad's son, um, I have a tendency to, to want to do more, uh, to do more. Yeah. Right. And so I have to pull back. So if you are, if you're like me and your tendency, I need to do more at work, maybe you need to, Look at those priorities. Am I am I loving God first? Am I loving my family first? Am I loving my church f- after that? Or you know, where where in the hierarchy yeah. or the rank? If or anything, does let that this come?
0: conversation serve as an opportunity yeah. for for everybody to evaluate yeah where you're at when it comes to this balance and try to do whatever you can to get yeah lined up again. Right. That, that's right. That's and right. In the in the pastors world, and this might be true other places. I'm not familiar with the other ones, but you know, I, I, there's a demand that people have on us. They Mm -hmm. want as much as they can possibly get from us. And they they don't, they, you know, they'll, for example, a a simple story. And I apologize if you've ever done this, but you know, they'll, they'll want to make a schedule, schedule a time with you. And so like, yeah, sure. You know, let's schedule a time. And it's like, well, I get done with work at five o'clock so anytime after that i'm like well i get done with work at five o'clock too <laughs> right exactly. so just because you're available at yeah. six o'clock doesn't yeah. mean you know what i mean so like yeah but we give into this demand constantly and, we do. and one of the things that yeah. has always pained me about the church sometimes i'm sometimes i'm wondering why i even work in the church but one of the things that pains me about working in the church is that people hold you to an expectation that they're not willing to live up to themselves yeah yeah you know like they point they, they paint this picture of what your life is supposed to be yeah. like and they don't live up to that themselves, and that p- the pressure of that—I'm just mm-hmm. like the pressure that pastors have, the pressure that your dad felt. To, and I'm not mm-hmm. excusing anything that he did or, or yeah. whatever, but I, no, I guess it was there for sure. But th- there's a pressure to like yeah. to get the job done. There's a pressure mm-hmm. to 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 be effective. Yeah. There's a pressure to be busy. There's a pressure yes. to show up at every single activity, yeah. and, and we get thousands of wed- yeah. wedding invitations a year and and everybody wants you at their kid's party and everybody wants yeah. you to go see their son play and everybody wants you to be the one to yeah yeah but what about your family exactly what
1: about and so your like kids sometimes and your you spouse. find yeah.
0: yourself like doing way more than you should and then you come home and mm-hmm. you you know you saw your kid fall asleep and you come home and he's yet gone to sleep again and you're like yeah. the
1: whole day went
0: yeah, and I wasn't here, but I was around everybody else's kid. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: No, that's for sure. That's 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 there, and you know, for my dad, what I saw in him too is is that it wasn't just the you know the pressure of wanting to perform or whatever. It was it was a deep, deep sense of love for for, for God and yeah. for and for His people, yeah. and that's a powerful motivator. But uh, we have to again, we have to look at those. Those priorities—it's yep, right. love God first, right? That's your that's your personal relationship, and then love your family, and and then the church, um, and then if you are employed, uh, you know, because I I was employed, um, I was self employed for many many years, but but I still held to that hierarchy, right? Yeah. God, family, church, and then my work, no doubt. right? So, uh, if you're listening now and and you're thinking about um, you're thinking about this list of priorities uh, think about uh, your your responsibility or your i guess i'm challenging you to think about your church uh, about cedar valley or if you're listening um, you're part of another church uh, think about how you're volunteering because it that does actually preach and teach your kids yeah uh, and so yeah be plugged in for, yeah, sure.
0: for sure and and it goes without saying there is no pain like relationship pain no. there is no pain like dealing with the effects of something that's gone wrong in your marriage or your parents marriage There's right. no pain like it
1: right no no there isn't um I mean and 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 in my case it's 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 ongoing I love my parents and I'm so appreciative um uh, to both my mom and my dad who showed me such affection and love and whenever dad was around he was uh he was great i mean we played on the floor and we wrestled and 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 we you know he hugged me and 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 it was just great he 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 had this saying that he would always say to us kids when he put us in his lap you know and he would whisper in our ears it's like you're the best Jonas in the world right uh and 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 of course he would say that to all the kids right but but uh but he really meant it, and and uh, I was raised with that, and I'm that's really awesome. thankful for that. Yeah, and you um, are
0: you are the best Jonas in the world. <laughs> Thank I mean you. It. Let me wrap this thing up. Sure. Um, thanks for sharing so much, Jonas. Yeah, you we bet. really are thankful mm-hmm. for you being vulnerable. Uh, it helps all of us. It's helped me today, and it's mm. helped all of our listeners in in some kind of way. And maybe some of them will eventually yeah. reach out to you and tell you how your yes. story impacted them, because I know that's the real reason why you would share your story in the yeah. first place and maybe you're listening as well and, and you're on the receiving end of some really painful realities concerning divorce, maybe your own marriage or, or maybe your children or, or your parents and you've been struggling with that and uh, today has really helped you uh, in some kind of a way. Uh, That's exactly why we do this. And we just want you to know that we're thinking of you today. We're praying for you. And should there be anything we can do to help you, uh, feel free to reach out to Mm -hmm. Jonas or myself. We'd love to listen and see what we can do to help. Um, And for everybody else out there, uh, thank you so much for your ongoing uh, listenership Mm -hmm. to our podcast. Uh, I sure hope that you've enjoyed the conversation today. Thank you again, Jonas. Thanks, yeah. Shiloh and the kiddos. And we're so glad that you're a part of Cedar Valley. Uh, it's we a really privilege look to forward here. to the next time that we're together. Until then, stay safe and God bless you all. Adios.